in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the scintillating Glenn Stansberry. Whoa. I uh, I don't think I've ever been ever been called that one, Brian. Surprises me, Glenn. Um, you know, I get scintillating and titillating confused. Um, titillating is a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Scintillating's like sparkly. Effervescent. Oh. oh, okay. So I've been using that word wrong this whole time. I think that's what it means. Oh, okay. I don't know. Let's just go with it. I like it. Yeah. Sparkling, effervescent. All right. Well, well, thank you, Brian. That was quite a sure. compliment to start sure. the show. Yeah. Well, you know, I just I just think of whatever term comes to mind. Uh, so. <laughs> huh. So I'm going uh, to relocate over here should, in this uh, other chair. <laughs> on the other side of the cuddle up here with me, Glenn. Microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of sparkling and effervescent, mm. uh, you and I are creators of a site called Gentleman.com. Yes, we are, Brian. Uh, this is this is seriously sparkly and effer- effervescent. It's a site for manly content, Glenn. All kinds of manly content. Sparkly, effervescent, <laughs> scintillating, titillating. Man, there have been some great stuff posted. I, I-, I say this a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like... Recently, there has been a rash, rash what kind of, of incredible rash? content posted on Gentlemen. Lots of great discussions. A terrible, contagious rash of Ra- great what? content. Tomato, tomato. All right. <laughs> um, I think it's awesome. We think it's awesome. Yep. Community has really, really gone full force this week. It feels full like. Force. We have uh, we've had a lot of fun on the site, but yes, we are crow, crow, crow creators. We're we're crow creating, um, crow creating. <laughs> we're creating crows. We're procreating uh, <laughs> manly Stop. content. Stop! I'm still. <laughs> Glenn, I, Glenn still has a cough, so oh. I'm I'm I I, I I've got to be the uh, the unfunny. I've yeah, got I've got to be stoic straight, version. Yeah, the stoic version of the gentleman podcast. This is all serious. <laughs> All of it. Well, if you just if you hear me, just some cackling and then nothing, you know I've finally died from this. Right. So, well, what a way to go out, though, Glenn. With a cackle. With a cough. Yep. The cough and a sputter. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of coughing and sputtering, Glenn, mm-hmm. if you would like to get in touch with the Gentleman Podcast, you can get in touch with us. Yes. Uh, you could send us a letter via the U.S. Postal Service. To P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, we will get your letter. We will talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. And if it is a positive letter, then we will put it on the Hall of Fame. Yes. If it is deriding or criticizing, uh, that has a different location that we, we right. put those up. We'll still address it. Yeah, we'll, yes. Exactly. But right. we, we don't put those up on the Hall of Fame. We'll probably temper our response. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. You, but our good friends at the U.S. Postal Service, they will take your letter, they will fly it straight to our doorstep. Mm. The doorstep being the PO box, and then I will pick the letter up from there, 
bring it back and we will talk about it on air yes uh if you do not want to value the u.s postal service if you do not want to support the united states of america uh you could also send us an email not as cool but uh we will gladly take your email we will probably talk about it on the podcast uh as we appreciate all forms of communication even when they are uh impersonal impersonal, cold cold, and electronic electronic yeah uh, so speaking of cold and electronic, you could start up a Facebook account <laughs> and uh, you could Sorry. you could message us there too. You could at reply us on Twitter. You can find us on everything. Blah blah Instagram. blah blah blah. Vine. Send yes. us a video vine. Yeah, Vinus. Vinus. Um, Hotter Whatever the whatever the kids are doing these days. Uber We're us. There. Uber. Look us up on Uber. Yeah. we'll drive you around. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Brian, there's a. I think you know there's there's a whole upswell groundswell for mm. Uber. Everybody's talking about it. They are. We don't have a pre- we don't have a presence. We got to start driving people around. We don't. But there is a spinoff in North Kansas. Oh well, we. <laughs> is it really a? Sp- I. It's an interesting. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road. Okay. I don't want to go down that yellow brick road. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll just stay on the the red path here and yeah. Uh, I don't want to veer off course. Okay. Well, anyway. Uber's blowing up, and we're going to be at the forefront. That's right. We're going to set up an Uber account, the gentleman Uber account, yep. and start driving people around. That's right. Um, okay, Glenn, but let's Maybe get not. on with the episode now. Yes, let's, let's do Let's move it. on to the official business. Uh, and we always start with the official gentleman drink of the week. That's right. Um, and this week, Glenn, I, I have to make a correction to previous podcasts. Uh-oh. We have made a serious mistake. Tactical error? Uh, it, yes, this is this is one of your all time big time gaffes well, that we mine. Made. No, I, I, oh, okay. I would say probably mostly me, as far as oh, my memory okay. recalls. But I have to make a correction here because Ooh. I referred to this brewery incorrectly in a previous episode. Okay, um, even Laura knew I was saying it wrong. Uh oh, and I looked like a damn fool <laughs> when I when I introduced. Well, we were talking about. I don't think we ever had this beer on here before, but we were talking. It was about in an it. article. It was in an article about Sam Adams. Sam Adams, exactly. And I referred to it as, what did I say? Laguntas. Laguntas. Laguntas Brewery, which I thought it was, I thought that was like a place in California, and that's what it was named after, and I was gravely mistaken. Yep. Uh, Laura even heard the podcast, and she was like, uh, that's not how you say the name of that brewery. What are you you saying? Laura's not like a big beer drinker, either. No, she's not, but she knew more about it than I did. Anyway, the point is, Glenn, this is... So I felt like I needed to publicly admit my mistake. Hey, apologize for it. I apologize to any disrespect that I sent towards the Lagunitas. Oh, very nice uh, brewing company. I know they were probably very upset to hear, to finally hear, listen to the gentleman podcast, finally hear their brewery talked about. Right. And I mispronounced the name. Well, that's okay. The good people at Lagunitas, yes, are going to. Uh, I, I I feel. Now we're we're going to be impartial in our rating of That's this right. beer. We can't, even though I made a previous error, we can't let that cloud the right empirical uh, MTS, the mustache, the purity, scale. the purity of the MTS. Exactly. Uh, but but I think I have a feeling that this that this will be a good. I, I hope I hope it'll be a good rating. Yeah. Um, I actually think I've had this beer before, but I can't remember for sure. I I actually tried this one the other night for the first time. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing a lot of buzz. About Lagunitas, mm, fastest growing microbrew, Brian. Um, and so I, I was like, well, I was at a, I was at a local pizza joint, okay, with a lot of beers, okay. And I was overwhelmed by their beer selection, but I wanting to, I was wanting to try this Lagunitas okay. beer, and um, there, I had my opportunity and I took it, okay. 
and I ran with it. Okay. This this exact beer? Uh, this one, and then another one. Uh, so this is this is the uh, Lagunitas uh, Little Something Something Ale. Some spelled S U M P I N. Little Something Something Ale. Is the P silent in that scenario? Something. I, I don't know. Something. Something Ale. Little Something. Like something. Some. Some pumping. Little some pumping ale. Um, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> it does. I uh, no, and then there. I tried another one called the the little something wild or something like that. Okay. And it was just a, it was like a seasonal version of this that was a little different. Hmm. It was very good. Okay. Anyway, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, and so let's uh, let's crack these open. Without further ado. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what was the price for this sixer of little something something from? Lagunitas. Well, that's the problem, Glenn. This is this is where the story gets a little bit hefty, or gets a little bit, I don't know, hazy, hazy, uh, cloudy. It gets a little hazy for Lagunitas because this this six pack was nine fifty, which is probably on the higher end of what we've done before. I know we've had we've had a couple of ones that are right around there, but as we typically talk about in Lawrence, Kansas, most six packs are around eight bucks for craft beer. So this is a full eight, eight, eight fifty yeah. eight eight fifty. So this is a full dollar dollar fifty more than other stuff. I am looking at the alcohol volume on this brand though, and it is somewhat more than the typical than your average bear. It is. It's uh, seven point five percent alcohol, mm-hmm. which is a good two and a half percent higher than so, your normal. Uh, so this is like a beer and a half. So you're really getting like a okay nine pack. So that for your so that pack. maybe that kind of washes things out this in a, the price range versus. Yeah, alcohol content. So this is a six, six, 64 IBUs. Ooh. So high, high on that. But okay, here's the thing. This is this is what's interesting about this one is okay. that this is a a mostly like a wheat beer. So what they say about this is they wanted it to be to have some of the hops, but not really that that present in it. I think the the wheat beer kind of hmm. cancels it out a little bit. Um, it smells really sweet, actually. Yeah, you gotta smell the hops, but it's. It's a uh, according to the website, it's a strong hop finish on a silky body. Silky. Ooh. It's a pale wheat ale. Well, I'm excited, Brian. Yeah, they say it's a summer ale. So anyway, all right, cheers. Let's give this a shot, Glenn. Cheers. Mmm. See, it's kind of it's got that hoppy. It's like thing, a pale ale. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, it tastes like. I mean, yeah. Ooh, that is silky. Silky, silky. That is silky smooth. Mmm. Um, yes, and Lagunitas, Glenn, is uh, one of the fastest-growing craft beers in the country. Oh, since the mid-2000s. Oh, okay. So with a qualifier, since 2005. Okay. They've just been going up and up and up. I keep adding breweries. I think they just added one in Chicago, and before that, they'd skipped around to a couple different locations in California to find a big enough place. It seems like this happens a lot. With these craft breweries, mm-hmm. yeah, I keep reading all these statistics about how they start out with, I don't know, twelve thousand barrels, and then two years later, it's like one hundred fifty thousand barrels. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's growing pains right there. Yeah. And um, anyway, the only other thing else I want to say about this particular beer is, as we talked about in the Samuel Adams article, the owner of the company, Tony Maggi. Tony, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Tony Mr. Mr. Lagunitas. <laughs> Tony McGee. Okay. Tony McGee. Me and Tony McGee. Yeah. Uh, Mr. McGee. Um, <laughs> is, uh, apparently, he's kind of legendary for being outspoken in the craft brewing circles. Hmm. He, he, in the article that we were talking about with Samuel Adams, he was talking a lot of smack 
on Samuel Adams. Yes. So he goes right after the big, the big Kahuna's. No problem. Hmm. So anyway, I, I, apparently he has a large social media thing that he yeah. kind of outspoken. It seems like that's kind of somewhat standard in the craft brewing. Like the, all the owners kind of have like very yeah megaphones basically about. This it's and probably that. a good marketing. Thing too, where you know if they have their name out there the more they have their name out there the more controversial they are the more 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 eyeballs more beer sold bad press is still press brian it's true glenn it's we're, true. Gonna, we're gonna get to that later yeah exactly okay glenn so what uh, what are we thinking on the mts scale the mustache Ooh, I, scale? I like this beer i like it a lot i do too um it's a pleasant you know, I really it's like a, it's almost like a sweet uh, pale ale. Pale mm-hmm. ale is usually like a little bit more bitter, a little yeah. bit more citrusy. And this, this is, is low on the bitterness, yeah. even though it's got the high IBUs, mm-hmm. high alcohol content. Mm. Um, I like this a lot. The only I think the only downside of this is just the price nine fifty, nine fifty. But higher alcohol content. That's so that's true. That kind of weighs out a little all bit. Right. I, I still I'm still going to knock it just a little bit for the price. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see here. I believe, I believe I'm going to empirically, mm-hmm. and without judgment, yes, uh, impartially mm-hmm. give this beer a. Uh, I'm gonna give it an, an eight two. An eight two. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I like it. Okay, interesting. Eight two. Um, I was gonna go right in the middle range. I was gonna go with an eight five. Eight five. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think I would rate it much higher if, if, uh, if it was cheaper, if it was more of a value for the money. Yeah. Uh, but that's just not the case. It's a great beer. It's just, they expect you to pay for it. Yeah. And what I want, Glenn, is the best of both worlds. That's right. I want my cake and I would like to eat it at the same time. And we want to drink it too. And we want to drink it too. And, uh, that's not what we're getting with this. No, we're not. So we're having to pay the premium price for the premium beer. It's a great beer. It is a great beer. It's a very solid beer. I mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, that th- this beer is a good um, a good springtime, good summer-ish, you know, kick mm-hmm. back, relax, don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's there, but you don't really have to focus on it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Good sports, oh, good sports watching beer. That's true. It's true. Uh, it's actually, yeah, agreed, agreed. It's good. It's a good summertime sports watching beer. And I feel like it could go, you know, some people love IPAs and pale ales and those hoppy beers and others, you know, not so much. And this mm-hmm. is a good middle of the road. Everybody yeah. would like it. It's got something for the IPA lovers. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. You could, yeah, you're right. You could bring it to a party and the guy mm. that likes the IPA would be like, oh, this is a good beer. And the guy that likes the wheat beer would be like, oh, this is, this is a good beer. Anybody who likes beer is going to like this beer. It's true. Okay, Glenn. So um, let me pop these numbers into the uh, MTS mainframe. Yeah, okay. Um, just a couple seconds No, we upgraded we gotta... after last week's uh Well, we had the fracas, app, yeah. but then it turned out that it was crashing all the time uh, because of the... Cause it's a complicated formula and blah, blah, blah. So we, we moved up to the mainframe, okay. which might sound like going in reverse, but this right. is actually like a supercomputer. Right. It's like a network together thing of like all those Apple like Mac Pros. Yeah, you know which I mean? are no longer... Uh... Don't they no longer have servers, Apple? I'm getting, I'm getting. Look, Glenn, don't, oh, don't worry about the logistics. <laughs> don't, let, don't make me draw you diagrams. Okay, just, all right. We're I, just I, wait. I I'm, I'm waiting on it to come out here. Okay. Yep. Um. Okay. Here it gets, it's printed out. Okay. Um. And that turns here, out to. Uh, let me. Okay. That comes out to an eight point three five. Oh wow! Okay. 
So interesting. Okay, so okay. I, I wouldn't have come to that number, but the MTS is infallible, empirical, scientific, and the correct, only true way to measure the rating of a beer. You can't question it. Nope, you can't, and I won't do it. Um, nope. I will say one more thing about this is that the folks over at beersnob.com, which we typically talk about because they are, you know, when you search the internet for beer ratings, yeah. even though the MTS should be showing up, you know, Google hasn't quite caught up to it. So the algorithm's like yeah. picking this other site instead of ours, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to send Google an email about that, by the way. I'm sure they'll uh, read it. Yeah. CEO. Dear CEO of Google. Yeah. Dear Larry. Yeah. Um, anyway, Beer Snob says 94. 94. So let me tell you something. We've got some hop-loving fancy britches over there, I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Mr. Fancy Pants over there saying it's 94. Well, maybe if you had 950 to throw out a six-pack of beer every yeah. day. You know, mm-hmm. this is why you listen to us. We'll give it to you straight. That's right. Is it good beer? Yep. Yeah. If it was priced, you know, maybe a dollar and a half less, I That's would right. give it a ninety-four. Maybe, I'd give it a ninety. Maybe we need to send another send an email over to Tony uh, Tony McGee, Mister yeah. Mister McGee, Mister McGee, Mister McGee at Lagunitas. <laughs> anyway, Glenn. All right, so we got an eight point three five. Good beer. The Lagunitas little something mail. Um, I would recommend it if you got a little bit of extra cash to throw at a beer. It's good with the with the per- higher percentage. It's it kind of kind of works out. So yeah. Anyway, Glenn. All right, let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last week or so. All right. Well, this this one, uh, the person who posted this tag, have we mentioned him in the podcast before? Him or her? Um, oh no. Because <laughs> I I'm looking at this name. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. It's pronounced Kuminter. Okay, Kuminter. Kuminter. <laughs> right. It looks like it could be pronounced something else, which I'm sure that's not the intention. No, 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 no. Kuminter. Uh, above board and everything. All right. So, anyway, it's a great article uh, at, board, at Boredom Therapy uh, titled Man Remodels Floor with Recycled Wood Pallets. And it has photos. And we want to thank. Kuminter for posting this and 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 welcome welcome to the podcast. You're yes, we're, we're glad to have this uh, tack to talk about because it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is on one of those. Now I will say this: it's on one of those you know knockoff uh, upworthy you know mm-hmm. attention grabbing sites. But yeah. and so immediately when I clicked through, I was like, oh crap, this is going to suck. Yeah, but no, it doesn't, Brian. The article is about how this family bought a bunch of pallets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they needed a uh, they needed a new wood floor, so they bought a bunch of pallets, stripped some nails, refinished it all. Looks like with a planer and um, and basically got the wood ba- down to like a uh, like a really stripped down and clean looking boards there, and then nailed it all together. And I'm, I'm glossing over many many photos here, many parts, but um, and the end product is astounding. Yeah, I mean basically the the. the End of the story is that he he took all this wood from the from the pallets and made his wood floor out of it, and it looks pretty amazing. It's gorgeous. Um, it's really cool. Is that the, each wood, each piece of wood is like different, different and unique. It's not mm-hmm. it's not like a cookie cutter. It, it's really really slick. You know that that's cool because first of all, it was probably really cheap. Yep. And second of all, since the wood is like all these different kinds of wood, it looks a little bit weird. But then at the same time, it's like. If you were say like trying to match other wood in your house, yeah, you know, like we're trying to trying to figure out like what kind of wood floor to put here, mm-hmm. oak, yeah, oak. Okay. But I mean, we have we have some 
wood paneling and stuff like that. Right. So it has to like figure out the color. But so if you had something that was multicolored like this, it'd almost work with anything. But I, I would like to know how long this project took him because it seems like like planing every board down, sanding every board down to make it smooth and yeah. kind of uniform in height. And then you got to wonder like, was he able to get it so it wasn't too gappy? You know what I mean? Like, uh, part of the problem with wood floors is sometimes they shift and move around, and you've got, you know, gaps in between the two boards and all that stuff. But it looks pretty looks pretty solid. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they did that. Um, I know we have a gentleman member who is who does this for a living. Oh, really? Uh, flooring. And I would love to hear his take on this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit out of my element here in terms of... Here's what I would wonder. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they got these... these pallets for if they got them for free or what the story is but i wonder if doing the work to make the pallets usable for a wood floor would Mm -hmm. be uh would be more work than it's worth to just go out and buy an actual wood floor you know what i mean yeah i'm sure i'm sure it was but i'm sure it was cheaper and everything like that but you can buy wood floors for I don't know, whatever, eight dollars a square foot, ten bucks a square foot. I don't know. This guy's this guy's shot. You got a point there. I mean, th- there's a lot of work that's gone in this. I mean, look at all the nails that they pull out. Yeah, they have to pull out all the nails, sand everything down. Probably have to throw out a lot of the boards because they're not straight. Right, right. There's a couple. Well, there's probably some holes in them. Or, yeah. You know, this guy's shop. This has to be at some. The shop is unbelievable. Yeah. It's huge. It's like a professional shop. He must be just like a professional woodworker. So there you go. That's Anyway. But, um, yeah. Now, Brian, so you, do you think you would try this uh, with your wood floors? I Probably not here unless I was really confident I could make it look like this guy. I mean, that's the thing with some of these pictures is like, yeah, this guy was able to do this awesomely, <laughs> but yeah. uh, if I tried to do that, it would be like... An uneven jigsaw puzzle of right. boards. Like, Here's the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> boards would be like sticking up like this, and that's it. Yeah, you're right too. Like how, how do you know the the floor looks amazing? Which yeah, it's a little too good to be true. Almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some secret magic going on. I think. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, I the, the article doesn't mention the guy's name. I don't think so. That's unfortunate. The, the, this site is kind of annoying because I think this is just a Reddit thread that some guy put out there and they just yep. took it and slapped it into a blog post and tried to... Yeah. That's, well, that's exactly what they did. Mm. Anyway. Okay, Glenn. Well, if you need a new wood floor, call this guy. He'll take apart some pallets for you and install a hardwood pallet floor for you. I, I'm i all for it. So if we could just get in touch with him, which... Right, which we can't. We can't do. Um, that's okay. He'll so be just, mailing us soon. Yeah. Just ignore that. Okay, Glenn. Well, our next hack was posted by the legendary, the one, the only, Zamoose. Zamoose! Uh, and this is, uh, I, he posted this in two categories. One of it, one of them is videos, and the second one is how-tos. <laughs> now, I don't know what, uh, what Zamoose is wanting to learn how to do, but I, I, now I'm, my curiosity is peaked. I don't know what weekend projects this guy's got going on, but I'm curious now. Nothing uh, would surprise me, Nothing Brian. would surprise That's true. And so this one's titled, A Fisherman Battles Cold Weather in Serbia by Attaching a Large, large Metal Stove to His Back. This is so amazing. The... It... <laughs> <laughs> This guy, it's literally what it says. This guy hits a big metal furnace on the back of his, like, on a backpack. (laughs) 
and straps it to his back with a piece of cardboard in between him and the web. <laughs> Something and, very flammable. Yeah, and he's fishing in the winter uh, with this, and metal's like flying off the the stove, and like all this stuff is happening. And I have to say that you know they they kind of present it like it's a serious thing, but clearly the person that's taking the video is like laughing at the guy, so it's supposed to be like a joke, I think. But I would hope so. The stove. I've never seen a stove like this. This is the part that made me laugh the most, is that the stove looks like a pipe turned yeah. on its side. I, I don't know what kind of stove it is. It looks like a... It's a huge chimney. It, yeah, it looks like just a little... I don't know, a little wood-burning metal stove. <laughs> uh, and then you have to wonder, how, how does the heat... Is it the heat? Where does the heat come from? Is it going into his back from the cardboard? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm guessing the the cardboard is keeping him from dying. Okay. Um, the, the the this is a great quote. The guy um, said this about where he, he got inspiration from for mm-hmm. this for the stove. He said, "I watched fishermen near South Morava freezing, and I felt sorry for them. Then it hit me: you fire up a stove, you put it on your back." Warm your spine, and there is no winter for you. It's an interesting take. He's he's got life figured out. It's true. Just strap a strap an oven on your. Hey, this is a good metaphor. Whatever problems you have in your life, just strap a strap a metal furnace on your back and exactly. keep moving. Keep just stay warm. Or keep fishing. Keep fishing. Or um, you can give a man a fish. Or you can strap a stove to his back and show him how to fish with the stove on his back. On his back in the winter in Serbia. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I, 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 there have been times when I would consider this. Yeah, uh, think about sporting events. Yeah, I've been at some games where <laughs> I would love to have an oven strapped to my back. Dude, think about this. You could cook things on top of it. Yeah. Oh man. Throw some hot dogs on there while you're watching the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Speaking of unorthodox uh, ways to bring food into a sporting venue, mm-hmm. I had a friend in college who he and his other buddies would dare each other to bring in um, the KU basketball games. You're not allowed to bring outside food in. Right. Most places you're not allowed to bring food in. Right. So they would try to see how much food they could bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd have like these big puffy coats and, uh, you know, like one day this guy brought in like, I don't know, like 10 burritos. <laughs> And he was he had them all wrapped in foil, was just handing them out. And then so but the the creme de la creme was my friend made a pizza. Somehow and this guy's an engineer, so nothing surprises right. me when he figured out how to make this happen. Right. He he cooked it in the oven, mm-hmm. it was like a full on pizza, sealed it off somehow, <laughs> strapped it to his back, oh. taped it to his back, mm-hmm. and put the coat on, and then went to the game. Wow. About halftime, took off his coat, <laughs> unstrapped the pizza. He was the most popular guy in his room. Oh yeah! If you're the guy with the pizza, and he, he also managed to like sneak in like two big two liters of Coke. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not that kind of guy. Like I can't. Bribes I would get must too have been ner- involved. Yeah, seriously. I'm just. I'm too nervous of a guy. Yeah. Like when it comes to stuff like that, I would not. You know, that's why I'm. That's why I'm mostly honest. <laughs> Is that it's not that I want to be honest. It's that I'm bad at being dishonest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't go to a game and pull that off. Be- not because, you know, I-, I wouldn't want to, but because 
I, I literally couldn't do it. I could, right. I, could, I, would, I would get all nervous. I wouldn't be able to, get, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know. The cheese would run. Exactly. Yeah. I just, it'd be like the Telltale Heart with pizza. Yeah. Probably the Telltale Heart. <laughs> I'd just be hearing pepperoni. Yeah. In the back of my head. Hey, did you hear that? <laughs> all right, Glenn. Well, uh, this is interesting. Yeah, I, I, we should try this. Should we? Go to, well, maybe like a small. Hey, you version. got one of those Dyson. Uh, yeah. There you go. Space heater. Plug it in. Strap it to your back. Isn't there some kind of like uh, I don't know? There's got to be some way we could try this on a smaller scale. There's like a miniature heater or something that we could. Yeah, I feel like we could strap. Maybe. Strap. I'm trying to. Fi- I mean, th- this is powered by wood. Like it's a wood stove, so I don't know how. It's like bigger than he is. Yeah, he's definitely weighed down by it. And what's interesting about this is he chooses to fish with it on because it's not like it's a very. <laughs> it's not like he's sitting down. Right. He's like standing up, <coughs> casting, you know, casting out, reeling back in. It's pretty. It's pretty funny just because of those two things. It, I mean, he's got it, this gigantic stove st- strapped to his back, and he's casting a line out. Oh, those. Those Serbians, they'll do anything to stay warm. So would I, though, probably, if I was in their situation. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Maybe. Um, All right. Well, our last tack is, again, he's made his debut. I say he. This person. Sparkling debut. Has made a debut in two of the three tacks that we're going to feature today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, you know, it wasn't planned, obviously. We just... Pick what we like and uh, what we think is going to go well in the podcast. And uh, this guy has done it twice. Uh, Kuminter, uh, we hope we're saying that right, <laughs> um, is uh, added this <laughs> from uh, the site kegworks.com. Yes. And it's called Move Over Man Caves. There's a new trend on the rise. Mm-hmm. Bar sheds. Yes. Now, I... Brian, I am a fan of the man cave. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know where the term man cave came from. I just like cool areas, cool rooms that have you know things I like. If that deems it a man cave, whatever. Let me tell you something, Glenn. I don't know anything about man caves. Yep. But I like a room with a bar in it. Yes, exactly. I don't care if that bar is. Oh, the cops are here. The cops are here. Oh, I Brian. gotta go. <laughs> Man. Farewell, <laughs> community. Um, Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a lot going on out there. I <laughs> I like a room with a bar in it. Yes. Put the bar in the room. Doesn't right. matter where the room is. Uh, that improves the room. It does. It could be your living room. It could be your bathroom. It could be it your could kitchen. Be your kitchen. Wait, well. It could be your deck. Oh. It could be your... Anything, anything is made better by having a bar in it. Brian, could it I think could it be a, a shed? It, according to this article, Glenn, I think it could be. So that, this article is all about the rise of this idea that it's a quote unquote man cave, but it's basically like a bar in a shed, right? Is what's going on? It's like, instead of like the man cave in the basement or that in that one room of the house, it's out in a shed. You're basically making a shed for the sole purpose of drinking. Yes, and socializing. Yes. Fraternizing. Yes. Uh, it, said, it said it originated in England. For people that... <laughs> I, I don't remember what the... Uh, the 
Community gardens. Community <laughs> gardens. That's right. And then so the community gardens, and then they were they 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 wanted to like have a little a little a drink with each other yeah. at their community gardens, and then I think they ended up building a shed, and then that moved like that turned into people building sheds at their house. Mm-hmm. I have a large backyard, Glenn. Yes, and I maybe a cigar shed. Woo! Well, I mean, you could have a libation station out there. Yeah, a little bar. Couple bar stools, man. I could tell Laura that it was for you know uh, gardening tools Keeping and uh, yeah. the, the the lawnmower. Brian, we don't have a garden. <laughs> well, maybe I've been we'll get one. Thinking about it, yeah. And then I'll plant potatoes out there to make it look potatoes. like a, look like we have a yeah, <laughs> just a row of potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just need to padlock it, and then she'll never go. be able to know. Well, that's too bad. She'd probably enjoy a a drink at your shed That's bar. True. That's true. Um, well, Brian, apparently there's a whole website dedicated um, uh, in the United Kingdom for our. It's called Reader Sheds. Yeah these 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 beer sh- these beer gardens. We'll call them garden sheds. I like this word. Uh, they call them a sheddy. Sheddies. Sheddies. I like that. Yeah, that is a nice little. It has a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Pub sheds, yeah. I, I, some of them are very, very elaborate. Mm-hmm. Some of them are uh, cozy, not, not quite so elaborate. Some of them are just a bar on a patio, looks like, <laughs> with chairs next to it. So you know, you can go big or you can go small, but the concept is still wonderful. And as the the weather around here gets warmer in the uh, uh, Midwest here, yeah. So I'm start thinking about the uh, the sh- building the shetty, Brian. Let me tell you something about this, Glenn. Okay. My dad, I went to go visit him one time, and he told me, "Hey, thinking about building a shed." And yeah. I kind of thought, "Okay, you know, like he's going to build a shed at his house, you know, no big deal." Yeah. I don't know. Six months pass or something, and he keeps telling me he's building the shed. You know, I'm like, "Okay, well, he's building the shed, you know, no big deal." I show up at his house one time. And I go back there, and it's like the biggest freaking shed <laughs> I've ever seen. No. And I didn't really understand it while he was doing it. I mean, he, he took a lot of time with it. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, he had somebody come and help him. One of our family friends come and like help him do stuff. But he like he hand built this big shed in the backyard, and I didn't understand it at the time. Uh, but <clears throat> now that I'm living here, I start thinking about the fact that you know, if I'm in the house and I'm remodeling something, I'm a little bit worried about. Oh, am I going to mess up the floor if I'm putting in the floor in or whatever? Yes. But if you were outside, say, like working on a shed, that's your shed. Right. Uh, I would feel a lot freer to make mistakes, um, try different things. Yeah. Not worry about it. I'm just yeah. building a shed. So who cares if it's a little bit messed up or something? When I'm working on the house, I'm always like so intense about Right. I want it to be perfect because we're going to have to use this every right. day. But with the shed, it just frees you up to do whatever you want. Right. You don't have to worry about things like right angles. Right. You know. Yeah. Structural integrity. <laughs> right. Exactly. Things like that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Maybe you could make a pallet floor. Oh, there you go. You know what? I was just thinking about this while you were talking about it. You know, you. I was going along. I mean, you said you, you, earlier we were talking about how you get the carpet mm-hmm. part of the house. And you're yep. really cognizant of the fact that you have carpet. The mm-hmm. new carpet. You know? Yeah. Don't want to spill anything on it. All right. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The shed... Man, how many ways are there around that? You can you can have a dirt floor shed, mm-hmm. or if you want to get fancy, you could have wood chip. That's right, right. Or 
Taking it up a notch. Let's say you make a pallet floor shed. Mm-hmm. Okay? You could add in a drain. It's true. Right? If it spills, it'll yeah. run downhill. No big deal. No problem. Mm-hmm. Man. It's true. I don't know. I, so I, I would be interested in that. I actually... <laughs> I have thought about uh, building a shed. In, ser- in all seriousness, uh, Laura was a little bit worried about it because she was worried that it would look bad. <laughs> she did. She thought I'd like start building it, and it would be like this ugly monstrosity <laughs> out there. That would be great. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I I uh, I think you should, Brian. I my brother in law recently bought a house, mm-hmm. and it had a shed on the property, and it was for a boat. So it's this weird oblong oh, yeah. like shed and we had joked about you know mm-hmm. hmm, how could we how could we put vents in here so you know right you know I I I, uh, I don't know that would, that would have been awesome I think yeah so so anyway maybe maybe a project for the future yeah and that's the other thing too right if it's a boat shed people your neighbors are like oh Brian look at him he's got a boat he's building yeah. a shed for his boat yeah. you know he must have you know you must be doing well over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in reality, you don't have a boat. Nope. But- just drinking and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I sound like I've been I'm smoking unfiltered for... Next week. Next week, <clears throat> you'll be good. You'll be right as rain. I, I swear, driving over here, I think it's just when I talk a lot. I think it's like when it gets worse, but mm-hmm. I think you're right, though. Okay, okay well, uh, these are some good ideas. Thanks, uh, Kuminter. Kumintar for um, for pointing out this link. It's should be a fun project. Yes, yes. Maybe I'll update the gentleman community on my shed, my shed building. <laughs> um, okay, Lynn. Well, uh, it's time for the gentleman toast this week, Lynn. Yes. And I wanted to. This is a, this is a two parter. Oh, okay. Um, this is this is a two parter because I think this is the intersection of two very awesome things. Okay. That has happened. Um, and this, I saw today that Netflix has decided to pick up, finance, distribute um, the new Pee Wee Herman movie. Wow. So this movie follows a 62-year-old Pee Wee Herman having a, faithful, <laughs> having a fateful meeting with a mysterious stranger. And he goes on his first ever holiday because apparently his big... Big adventure because he was big, big adventure because yeah. his big adventure apparently didn't count. But anyway, um, this is exciting for me for a couple different reasons. First of all, the first Pee Wee movie is awesome. Yes, it is directed by Tim Burton. Okay, so many legendary gags. I remember being a kid for the first time. <laughs> I, remember being, I remember being a kid and seeing Pee Wee's Big Adventure for the first time when I was like eight or nine years old. And the Large Marge scene. Large Marge. I laughed so hard. I could not. That was, that, from my childhood, that was, I can't remember ever laughing at anything more than that. <laughs> I could not stop laughing for 10 minutes the first time I saw that. It was, <laughs> it was like one of the best moments of my childhood when I saw that Large Marge thing for the first time. <laughs> I still, I'm still laughing thinking about it. But anyway, so I'm excited about it. It's cool, but I really like the fact that Netflix is starting to do movies movie projects they picked up arrested development yep uh they came up with a new series for that netflix is doing the series that i sent you a link to because i'm super excited about it the one with coach t yes coach yes. taylor coach coach Blood, taylor i think bloodlines i think is what it's called bloodlines and it, it looks 
it looks Inch. awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's like a drama series, but it's cool because Netflix can play by their own rules. They don't have to worry about you know they they can do whatever they want to. They have the financing through Netflix, so they right. you know they're kind of free to do whatever they want, and they can do some really cool stuff. And they own the platform. They own the platform, so they can skip movie theaters and they cut out the middleman, mm-hmm. just deliver it straight to customers. So anyway, I just want to do a quick toast to Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, the man behind Pee Wee Herman. Um, made some awesome movies. I'm hoping this one will be good as well. Judd Apatow is yeah, involved true. somehow. Exactly. This he's, be, he's a producer. Somebody else is directing it, but he's producing it. This is this is going to be interesting. So apparently this has been in the works for a long time. Like people have been kind of dropping hints about it and stuff. So Pee Wee is what, 62 now? That's what it says. I don't know if that's just in the series or he really is 62. He probably really is. Yeah, because but, it's 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I Yeah, well, yeah. cheers Pee Wee and yeah. Judd and Netflix. everyone involved. Netflix. Yes. Doing some great stuff. Have you have you gotten it? Speaking of Netflix, have you gotten into um, the series, the original series they did um, with uh, Spacey, Kevin Spacey? Um, oh, House of Cards. House of Cards. Have no, you I haven't that? watched that. Mm-mm. It's it's intense. Like it's a uh, it's really well done. Whether or not you know, I, I wa- it got a little too dark for me, so I stopped watching it. But man, it's I'm just amazed at a company that like Netflix, who's just in the business of thank you, just in the business of. You know, producing. I mean, just they're a platform for consuming content, mm-hmm. and they've managed to wrangle all these high-profile. I think it's really smart. I mean, it's it's kind of like the same model that Showtime and HBO yeah. arrived at a long time ago. They knew that movies, you know, you can rent movies anywhere. Their business grew out of the '80s when they were showing movies exclusively, and videotape wasn't really around, and they could see the writing on the wall, which was. If you have great original content, that's what people will pay for. Yeah. And it's a great idea. And I, Net, Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 a really good idea. It also spot, like it gets them and Amazon yeah. fighting over creating new original content and making great content. And that competitive stuff is really great for churning out awesome stuff. It's good for consumers, Brian. It's right. Exactly. And so you have Amazon creating original content that's awesome. You have Netflix creating some awesome original content. Um, so it's really a pretty exciting time for streaming in general. Um, a lot of different, a lot of different things going on with streaming. So, right, which we will, we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Okay, too. good. Yes. Okay, Glenn. Well, I just want to give a quick shout out to Pee Wee and Netflix. Well done, sirs. Yes, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about the movie. I'm excited about Netflix films. I'm excited about Netflix series in general. So, uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the. Uh, Topic. Topic. And Glenn, uh, we've had some. Uh, there's been a little bit of a. There, there's a thing, some news that's been going around right, right from our neck All of the right. woods, Glenn. And All it involves. Right. It directly involves you and me. Let's 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 lay the groundwork here. Um, for about four times a year. Yes. Brian and I are. are Great friends. I mean, no, no, sorry. <laughs> Strike that, reverse that. Yeah. Brian and I are great friends, but for... Except for four... Four times a year yeah. for about two to three hours. That's right. We put our friendship to the side yes. and become fans... Yes. ...of opposing teams. Of opposing teams, Brian yes. is a proud fan of his K-State Wildcats. Diehard Kansas K-State State Wildcats. Wildcat fan. And I am a fan of the Kansas Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a uh, in-state rivalry. That's right. Um, in in well, 
okay, let's be honest. For the most part, in football, you guys have... Actually, yeah, for the most part in football, you guys have destroyed us in the past 10 years. Right. And for the most part in basketball, we have destroyed you. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, you're still destroying us in football. Well done. Mm -hmm. Um, But in basketball, uh, this week, there was a game where K-State and KU played. Yep. KU lost. KU lost the game. And And then... And then what happened, Brian? There was a catastrophic newsworthy event which yes. was K-State fans rushed the court mm-hmm. which happens a lot in college basketball mm-hmm. but this time K-State fans turned it up to 11 <laughs> they, they, they did in every way possible yeah uh, they one of the K-State one of the K-State fans some Yahoo ran in and and, and like shoulder checked Jamari Trailer I think KU the official term player. was chicken wing yeah, he ran. He Chicken winged him. He ran straight into him and knocked him around. And then uh, we had a, a one fan flipping the bird to directly to the KU players out there. Well, like three feet away from him. Um, but then the KU coach then took that fan and put him in a headlock. Yeah, the, uh, not the head coach. That one of the assistant. One coaches. of the assistant coaches kind of removed him from the situation right. forcefully. Right. Uh, and then the the head KU basketball coach Bill Self was trapped behind a sea of. People pushing. I don't know what they were doing. What, what are you trying to do? I think they were just trying to. It was a big mob of people. It's just a big mob of people. Yeah. I think they were just rushing towards players and coaches. And yeah. the two coaches were shake. Two head coaches were shaking hands at the right. time and just kind of people engulfed them. Mm-hmm. And so, well, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, it made national news. And basically, they're saying that K State. I mean, K State basically ruined court rushes. On basketball courts forever because this one it took it too far. Uh, to, there was a lot of dangerous things that happened there. So, yes. um, so I guess the, the question is that to storm the court or not to storm the court? What do they do going forward? Well, yeah, it's interesting because basketball. I think I know people storm the field in football, mm-hmm. <coughs> but I feel like that's a little bit different beast because first of all, the players are wearing pads and helmets. And they're football players. And they're football players, right? Don't mess with them. Right. (laughs) Fans are going to avoid them. Yes, exactly. Um, How are uh, you, sir? Yeah. Good game, sir. Excellent game. Too bad you came out on the wrong side of that one. (laughs) Um, So, you know, football is kind of different. And it's such a a bigger field. It's open, Mm -hmm. you know. It seems like it's easier to get off the field. Mm -hmm. Whereas in, you know, in basketball, you're kind of stuck. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of people in a short little area. Yeah. Um, So... I don't know. I think what, what, one of the issues with the KUK State game was that there was a um, there was supposed to be a barrier of security, I, s- student security. I'm not sure who who is actually on the security team, but I think they're mostly students. Yeah, it's a student. Yeah, and, and they have on the yellow shirts, and they make a barrier around the, mm-hmm. the players and the coaches mm-hmm. so that they can get off while mm-hmm. the the fans. Got off and and that totally did not happen. Did not happen at all. It's like one guy, basically yep. two people mm-hmm. trying to stem the tide of you yep. know thousands of people bum rushing the court. Um, so I don't know. I think I think uh, I mean I guess I don't. I, if you take away court storming, it takes mm-hmm. away. I, I think it's in some respects. I think it's kind of cool. Like as a fan, you know. March Madness is rolling around here. It's so much fun to see upsets. It's so much fun to see David's take down Goliath. And I say that be- <laughs> knowing full well that my team is usually the Goliath. Like, um, But it is a lot of fun to watch that. And I mm-hmm. feel like if you storm the court, 
you know, it's an element of you know you don't have that in NBA games. You don't have that in pro football games. It's it's kind of an amateur, but still kind of mm-hmm. like raw part of the game. And I think it shows a lot of enthusiasm. And college basketball, if you think about that dramatic scene of the player winning the last second shot, right. and then the entire crowd you know circling around him and, yeah. and cheering. You know, it was a very it's a really cool thing. Right. It's also dangerous. Yeah, it's also um, dangerous. K-State, uh, let me stick up for my university real quick okay, okay. and say that the narrative that the media is selling is that this is the only time that a that a celebration like this has gotten out of hand. Oh, yeah. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the idea that we had, we had some idiot taunting the KU players and K-State's a horrible right. organization for right. doing that is stupid yeah. because if you think that people storm the court and they're not out there taunting the other players right you're an idiot right, like that, right. That, that, uh, if there are other players that just lost around there right. they're, they're getting stuff yelled at them they're getting you know whatever right. anyway um but i will say that storming the court in general is dangerous yeah. i mean it's a lot of fun i i've stormed the court before you have i have yeah and i, I mean you know it was it was a while ago but <laughs> I've been out there. I remember one football game where I went out there because it was a K State Nebraska game in, in the snow. I remember this. It was like snowing down, and it was like a last second win, and it was a big deal because wow, you know Nebraska and K State. Nebraska's a traditional football power. K State yeah. wasn't, so we yeah. started to kind of win some of those games. And I remember going out there, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but it's dangerous, and I, you know, when you're a kid, these guys run around there. They're 19 years old. There are all kinds of you know situations that have happened where somebody's gotten knocked down in a in a mob like that and gotten stepped on or injured really badly. Like basketball players have injured their legs by yeah. just being on the bottom of a pile yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I mean, KU players should have never had to have been in that situation, and the fact that we had some rinky-dink security yeah. force that students is I, i'm sorry if you have 15 students that are supposed to like protect the ku players that's not that's not their fault that's an organizational problem if if they don't have you know if they're yeah. not trained well enough and they don't have i don't know if students could ever really do that job very well because i gotta tell you if i was 19 years old and i was trying to stop a mob of people i would be fearful and not uh, be able to handle the right. situation all right, guys, make the chain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it puts, them, it puts them in a really bad situation. So I hope that I, – yeah. I saw that the AD and the president of the university apologized and said they're going to review their procedures. And I know that that's just kind of a, you know something they have to say. But I'm sure that they really will go back and fix this and yeah. get it done the right way. And the, I mean, that's the thing is really what happened was the security between the players and the coaches and the fans broke down. Right. And that is unfortunate. And then we had a few idiots do yeah. stupid things. Every fan base has those idiots. Yeah. You know, true. it's not like. It's true. Yeah. So I, anyway, I, the, the thing is, though, that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it, it's, it's a tough question because you, you don't really want to stop that from happening. Right. And my thing is, too, if you have a student security force that's supposed to stop a mob of right. thousands <laughs> of college students of your friends that might be yeah. that might be a worse situation trying right. to impede that than just letting it happen as long as you protect like what i've seen in the past is like we just talked about is the the guy the people protecting the coaches and the players 
And I've also seen on football fields where they put a big security force to, yep. s- to stop people from tearing down the goalposts because that's actually a, a dangerous thing too. Yeah. So they basically line up and they allow people to come in out and celebrate, but yeah. they just stop them from trying to take down the goalposts. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's probably the right way to go is to make sure that you protect the fans – or, sorry, protect the protect the players, protect the coaches, right. protect the things that are really important and, and you know – let the let the people celebrate. Kind of let them have eighty percent of it, and just make sure that that twenty percent doesn't get messed up. You know. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think you know. I don't know. I'd heard some anecdotes about this, like people bringing up stories. Um, one, people forget. Well, I don't know if they've forgotten, but I remember this coming up a couple years ago with Duke. I remember there was a court storming. Maybe it was last. I think it was two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little hazy on the wind, but it was Duke and somebody stormed the court and. Things got a little close for Coach K, and he he had a big he made a big deal out of it. No, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's you dangerous. Can't, you can't, it, it is yeah. dangerous. You know, he was concerned about his players, and if you're a coach, that's that's what you're supposed to do. You yeah. Know? So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but also the the best one I heard was you know like I think it was like twelve or so years ago. There was a again Nebraska. You talked about storming the court in Nebraska mm-hmm. or field. Yeah. There was a football game between Missouri and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. One in the last second, I think it was at Missouri. Nebraska loses in the last final seconds. Missouri fans storm the field, and as they're walking off, a Missouri fan. Oh, by the way, Brian and I, um, we're not, we're not big Missouri fans. Big Missouri fans. Nope. So this this is this is even sweeter. <laughs> yeah, uh, Missouri fan goes and taunts one of the players. Right, he's like the he's like the placeholder from the for the kicker. Right. Yeah. A backup, backup quarterback, or something like that, right. and that guy, and that Nebraska player lays the fan out. Yeah, and not only did he lay the fan out, the fan got um, charged because he was trespassing. Right. So it was even like even better. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is not unprecedented. It happens right. all the time. Right. But it's I, you know, I'm with you. I think is part of what makes amateur sports. Mm-hmm. So great, mm-hmm. you know. These are just kids; they're just students. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're playing as hard as they can, and their their peers are there mm-hmm. cheering them on. And I I don't have anything against corn storming. I think it's great. I think as long as everybody's safe, right? Whatever, you know. But it's but again, it's a, it's a mob. So, mm-hmm. oh, <sighs> Brian, I, I don't, don't know. know. I you know I I I hate the fact that we were talking about this. That you know it was a good game. Right, it was a it was a K State pulled off a win, an unlikely win. It was a good story for them until everything went bad. Right, and you know it, it went bad because of a few morons. That I mean, I, I was embarrassed when I watched the footage of the the couple of incidents that happened. I mean, I get that you're d- young and 19 years old and you make mistakes, but right. it's just common sense that you don't go and you just beat the team. You don't go and like rub it in and yeah. you know, it's just be happy for your team. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine to go celebrate with them. And if yeah. you look at the video, 90% of the people, 99% yeah. of the people were all surrounding the team and trying to celebrate mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Coach self got stuck in the middle of it because he went to do the right thing and shake Weber's hand, yeah, you know, yeah. which was really cool because he could see that the fans were coming and everything, yeah. but he still went and yeah, did his thing, you know, and so whatever. It's just that you have those, and it's going to happen anytime. You're going to have those few students that are going to do something stupid, right? Uh, but yeah, they've got to stop having like any kind of access to players or coaches or anybody. It just it's not a good situation. No. Bill Self even said, you know, 
if that happens continually, one of these days a player is going to react and do something, and it's going to be a real ugly scene, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine what would have happened if <coughs> that one of the KU players had retali- retaliated. You got a mob of people out there. I mean, it would have been a, a total chaos, you know? <clears throat> so, anyway, uh, yeah. I don't think court storming is going to go away. No. I, you know, I, th- I know the schools like the SEC have fines that they yep. levy on institutions. I know that the Big Twelve is going to review right. court storming based on this. I'm right. confident that K State will do the right thing and make right. sure that that's taken care of in the future. But the other thing that people have to realize is that there was so much emotion wrapped up in that game. I mean, yeah. when you watch the game going to that to that point. The student section was a complete frenzy. Everybody was in a frenzy because I mean, it's such to K State. It's a big game. It's a really I can anybody. I mean, K, KU's the top of the basketball ladder in the conference. Uh, everybody was so riled up, right? You know what I mean? There was just so much emotion going on there. It was just like a powder keg, man. Well, well, like, I mean, even on top of that, you guys have had a disappointing season, like a mm-hmm. really disappointing season, right? Compared to expectations, right? And so it was like all this pent up, yeah. Like, yeah, we finally did it. Yeah. You know, like this is what we were supposed to do the yeah. whole year. So I think it just, you know, I mean, I think it just caused a big, a big outburst. You know, and it, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's a shame because I wish I just had a bad feeling today. You know what I mean? Like I just had a feeling like, well, this is just, it just takes away from yeah. what it's supposed to be about. Which, yeah, it was just too bad. So anyway, I don't think court storm is going away. I, I think I wish, I hope that they find a way to safely do it. Yeah. If they can't find a way to safely do it, then let it be gone. But I think that there's a, there's a way to get it done, but it has to be done the right way. I agree, Brian. We're we're in agreement on this hot button issue. Okay. I I feel like <laughs> we've we've laid it all out there. We've let we've put it all we, out in we, the light. We put the olive branch out. Here's the thing: if any if any of the uh, you know Power Five conference commissioners want to come talk to us That's about, right. we, about yeah. this, it starts here. Glenn. I know they're listening. KU fan, K State fan, sitting on a couch just talking it out. Listen, it all starts. We here. We can all come to an you agreement. know. Let's just get trailer and we'll get that guy we'll <laughs> sit him down on the couch. <laughs> let's not let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> that would be hilarious, actually. That guy. I don't think that would go too well. Here's the thing. So Brian's talking about the player that got hit by this fan. Yeah. The fan so not hit. He got he didn't like hit him right. with a fist or something. He like that. he came up and gave him a hard check, basically. Yeah. Uh like ran out to him and, and kinda caught him off off guard. Shoulder to shoulder. But in reality, if you stood this little guy up to trailer who's mm-hmm. uh, the guy who the player who got hit I think he's like six eight, something like that. Yeah, six seven. Probably like two twenty. Yeah. Big a big dude. Yeah. Would eat him whole. Yeah. Um it would not be pretty. Yeah. So Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Alright, Glenn. Well, <sighs> Uh, I, I guess the the consensus is let's get it let's get it cleaned up. Let's get make it, it safe. safe. Let's make it safe for the players. Yeah. Let's make it safe for the coaches, mm-hmm. students. If you run out there, it's your own fault. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you gotta. I, I don't know. You gotta have some responsibility for. Well, that's the, that's that's the hard thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. just a sea of humanity. Yeah. Anyway, hey, All right. it's done. It's dusted. We've, that's we've right. taken care we've of it. Talked about it. I'm sure we'll be interviewed on national publications right. tomorrow. Um, um, if you want to speak to us directly, it's press at gentleman.com. <laughs> um, also, you can you, you can mail us at uh, PO Box four four two three zero five. Lawrence Kansas six six zero four six for any other press inquiries. That's right. Um, we've been fielding them 
And we can, as we can, per the usual, we can smooth out disputes. We can arbitrate this. We can make this right between the two schools. We have a fee, small fee. Uh, season tickets. Have you seen the budgets for these two athletic right. departments? I mean, it's that's nominal fee. Just put us down as donors. Yeah, for the uh, yeah. prospective teams that we want exactly. to go watch. Exactly. We'll figure it all out. We'll talk it out. We'll get the groups together. We'll we'll make it happen. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, time for the final topic. Questions from the gentleman mailbag. Right. Um, and Glenn, this this is an interesting question. It is. Um, we want to thank the reader for mailing this in. Yeah, and it, it really coincides with something that you got going on right now. It's something yes. I've been thinking about a lot. Yep. And this is something that might be interesting to members out there is cutting the cord, cutting the cable cord, cutting the cable cord. What uh, you know? What what do you think about that, Glenn? Brian, uh, instantly when I heard the term cutting the cord, mm-hmm. I thought medically. I thought of um, that special uh, um, moment. Well, that special procedure that a man goes through mm-hmm. when he wants to stop his um, seed-spreading days. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, it's a painful, you know... Um, Jarring. Painful... You can't go back, no. right? Well, you can. You can you get can, re- reversal. But it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, mean, I mean it's not... I mean, yeah. it's difficult. Right. right. <laughs> not 100%. No. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. Just like cutting the cord with cable, Brian. That's right. Um, right. So cable, I have. Our family has. Uh, You've severed your cord. <coughs> oh yeah, we're out there. We're loving it, Jerry. <laughs> and uh, you know, we got the Netflix. We got Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And we were doing all right, right. Yeah, you can get by. But the problem is, is that I love sports. Right. Yeah. KU fan. I'm a Royals fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. Yep. This means I have to go other places to watch the games, which mm-hmm. usually works out okay because my in-laws are over there. Often, right around the times when those games would be played, you if I pretend want to, to be friends with people so you can go right, to their houses and right, watch right. games, or I may, you know, from time to time, uh, visit a unsavory offshore website, right. to view these uh, sporting events. Imagine which, a dark alley in Singapore, right? Uh, I, I've got a little like. <laughs> You know, ten inch by ten inch TV. I'm just holding this alley. That's kind of what I'm doing online. Yeah. Um, so I severed the cord, and it's been great because my cable bill went from like, oh gosh, I mean for internet and cable probably 160 mm-hmm. a month, down to just 60 a month. So the extra hundred dollars in my pocket every month is pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Now, like I said, you got Amazon, you got Netflix. And this week, Brian, Amazon ran, and if you if you follow the Gentleman Reserve, mm-hmm. we post. I do. I, I I know you do, Brian. Yeah, every day we we, we follow we we post a few a few deals every day that we find, we deem manly mm-hmm. by nature, and one of those is cord cutting. Uh, recently, Amazon has partnered with a service called Sling. Well, it's, well let's just talk about Sling. Sling is a uh, an app. Basically, you get on. Uh, these uh, smart devices that have that allow you to have apps, right? So, like, I think Xbox One's coming soon. Yep, the the Fire Roku, TV, Fire Roku. TV. So anything Chromecast, that allows, you know, probably like Samsung TVs and stuff like right. that. They'll have a smart TV. They have apps. Right. You so can watch whatever. it. You can watch on the web. You right. can watch on your phone. Right. Um, and what Sling is is it's uh, I think it's twenty channels mm-hmm. of um, premium content. So you have ESPN, ESPN Two, which were the big ones for me. TNT, TBS, 
Food Network, Family Channel, some Disney stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, after that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, the big one for me was ESPN, ESPN2, and because March Madness is rolling around. Right. TBS. TNT, TBS. Mm-hmm. So, I have four, or I have three of the four networks that'll be showing all the right. March Madness games. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, Sling is awesome because mm-hmm. you're not. it's 20 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. It's not cable, mm-hmm. but um, it is. Right. And it's actually, it's better than cable. You can actually go back and look at previous shows. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like having a, a quasi-DVR type thing. We can go back and look at previous shows. Anyway, I'm loving it. I signed up for three... Amazon had a deal where if you sign up for three months prepaid, you get a free Fire Stick. Amazon Fire Stick. So I got one of those. And it's been awesome. I love the concept of, concept of cable cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is the way the industry is going to go forward. I think. Yeah. I hope. I'm I'm excited about this. I, I got I'm I'm fired up about it because I got when I moved into my house, um, I switched over to AT and T because they're offering a great deal. The Uverse. They, they give you the yeah. Uverse. They give you a you know awesome DVR. Right. They give you a reduced price for a year, and they give you three hundred bucks. <laughs> They give you a gift card for three hundred bucks. You can use it anywhere. Pretty awesome. So, my my current bill is one hundred twenty bucks a month or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a pretty good cable. I don't have any of the premium shows, but I got you know a decent package, pretty fast internet for one hundred twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. But when my discount runs out in August, that bill is going to go up to I think close to two hundred dollars for cable and internet. Ooh. And I am, I will be. Wearing a oven on my back before I <laughs> before I pay two hundred dollars for cable, and uh, so I'm excited about this because it. Uh, here's the thing: it, it, it was always about ESPN. It was. It's always been about ESPN, ESPN. live sporting events. That's what the key is. That's yes. the only type. Because if you look at Hulu now, yep. If you look at even like Showtime and stuff like that. You can go back and watch the episodes that you want to watch. Right. You have Hulu. You have Netflix. You have Amazon. You're mostly covered, but the sporting events have always been the key. It's been the linchpin. That's been the linchpin. And this is an opportunity to get at that crucial live sporting thing mm. for 20 bucks a month. Mm-mm. And I can't wait until I can call up AT&T and be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to you know, I'm gonna get my internet service someplace else. And my cable someplace, like, from Sling. Mm. And what a smart move by DirecTV. I don't know how they pulled off this negotiation, because I'm, I'm sure that they're not the first people to try to pull this thing off. Apple? Apple's been working on it for, like, years. Yeah. Uh, but somehow DirecTV was able to pull... I guess because they're already a huge player. They're DirecTV. In the energy. They can yeah. get distribution. It's a smart move, because... They're doing dish stuff, and and I mean, I'm sure they have a pretty good market share or whatever. But not everybody wants to put a dish on their house. and nope. Blah blah blah. It's the same price as cable and all this well, crap. They've seen the writing on the wall. Exactly. That's the way the industry's going. They're already a powerful player, man. I'm telling you, Comcast or AT and T, they should have made this move. It cuts into their business share, but over time, you know what yeah. I mean? Like long oh, term. Yeah. Look long term. AT and T immediately, if they do this, yeah, they lose they lose some money up front. But they're putting Comcast, Comcast right out of business. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, all their competitors, they're screwed. I, I, I'm just saying. I, I think that I think the cable companies were afraid to do this because I'm sure the CEOs are calling each other up. Like, 
oh, we can't do, you know, let's let's agree to uh, not do this. All right, guys. You know? Anyway. We make $100 billion a year. Yeah. Anyway, so this is this is pretty awesome move by DirecTV, man. Dude, I, you know, I, I, I think it's... I've been waiting. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I've been watching my Russian websites to get mm-hmm. my sports content while I'm <laughs> hanging out there in the breeze without any cable. Maybe it's just don't click any links. Yeah, just don't click Maybe any links. You, man, you have to have a serious ad blocker going on. <laughs> it is brutal. I I told my <laughs> I told my dad about this, and he was like, "Okay, I'll try it out." Oh no! And I was like, "Now I I think I forgot to tell him about the ad block thing," mm. and he was like. Yeah, I tried it, but uh, I don't know, man. The, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on outside of the game, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because when you have Abelka, you don't see anything. Yeah, <coughs> and he was uh, he's trying to explain to me. He's like, "Yeah, they just have some really uh, weird ads." He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, ads, right." right. Anyway, that's the thing is like I'd see threads on whatever, and anybody's like, "Hey, do you have the the link to the game?" Right, you the, know, on the, the yeah. internet link, yep. the illicit internet link to the game, and then all these threads would be like, you know, yeah, I did, but then like you know, my hard drive got erased. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <coughs> all these like crazy, you know. I click the red button. They're like, "Don't click the links! Don't, don't click, click the, the links. links! Don't click the links!" And it's like, "I click the link. I don't, you know." And it was an accident. They pop something up, and then it like covers the screen. Ooh, and Polish then, tourism, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, so I, not having to do that is, you know, I, the, I'm excited about that, man. I, I'm totally going to do that next year. I will miss out on some games. Yep. But let me tell you, you something, Glenn. I just remembered hmm. for your March Madness. Yes. CBS online. <gasps> They show all the games online, so you all the true TV stuff. You know what I mean. You don't need the Not true a problem. TV. You just watch. The, you load up CBS Sports, put the true TV thing on your your laptop. Good to go. Man, I'm so looking forward to March Madness. It's not even funny, Brian. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, every year. Yeah, it's better than Christmas. I think. It's hard for me being a K State fan because we're not gonna make the tournament this year. You wait, wait, wait. With that impressive let me, win, let me say. Let me say. We've got to win the Big 12 tournament to make the tournament. To make the tournament properly. But we just beat the top team in the conference. You so, can do it. You know, you just have to beat all of them. No. You just got to compete. Just got to compete. Um, but anyway, yeah, Glenn, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about cutting the cord. I, I, it's too long that cable companies have made billions of dollars off the fact that they're selling you all these channels and you only watch five of them. Ten max. Ten max. I only yeah. watched five channels. I mean, I really, I could count them on one like hand. Like half of them aren't even in English, dude. I, 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 I watch all the live sports channels. Yep. And then I watch. I want to say like FXX for Simpsons, and I watch AMC. Right. That's it. I don't watch anything else. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. I forgot. I forgot. Okay. So Sling, twenty bucks a month for those mm-hmm. like twenty or so channels. Yeah got a wide gamut or whatever but yeah. they have different tiers of add-ons so they have, they have the if, sports add-on they have the sports add-on so they have like sec network mm-hmm. and uh premier soccer and like all like maybe 10 more channels yeah just dedicated to sports which is basically the sports tier on any cable package and i think it's going to get better too it's just going to get better. i'm like espn yeah. three yeah that'll be a game that'll changer. be huge uh yeah I'm, oh. they're just getting started i mean once they're making money off this thing 
they're going to be, I mean, they're going to steamroll it. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I, I'm excited about this. And I'm, the other thing I'm excited about is that other people are going to have to jump on board. Right. There's got to be competition. Exactly. Now. They can't be left behind. Mm-hmm. So. Well, they already have. Yeah. Let the door, you know, slam mm-hmm. in their faces. So. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be a consumer. I mean, a lot. Of, the internet's changing a lot of things that have been traditionally kind of locked out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, it, it's pretty cool. I, I'm excited about saving that money every month. I mean... Even if I switched, even if I switched away from the discounted rate I have now, I would still probably save fifty bucks. You know, by Man. doing that. So yeah, our our total. I mean, and the thing is, is that after March Madness is done, yeah, I don't need. Well, we yeah. don't watch anything that's not on Netflix. I used to manage it by paying an exorbitant amount during the sports seasons, during the college sports season, right? And then for six months a year, I'd cancel cable. Yeah, and then I'd start it up again in August. Keep it for six months. Yep. And yeah, I was paying $150 a month, but it was only six months a year. So you're only paying 75 bucks exactly. a year. Exactly. So, a month, I mean, yeah. So that's how I used to manage it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, oh. this, is a, this is a much better option. This is for the consumer. That's right. It's exciting. I just hope that Sling doesn't become a crazy monster like Comcast or something. Like they put everybody else out of business and then they become this like. Did we monopoly. say $25? We yeah. meant $125. We meant $250 a month yeah. for. Oh, and suck it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. I don't mm-hmm. know. Hope, we're just going to assume the best here. Man, how awesome would it be if Netflix entered the fray? Yeah. Or, well, that's where or it's going. Amazon. I mean, they're, they're all going to have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Everybody's getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, you mentioned earlier, not to get too long here in the tooth, but you mentioned earlier how um, how did they pull off getting ESPN because they have mm-hmm. been the holdout. Yeah. They've been the holdout. I, I've heard, I've read somewhere that so they cost twenty bucks a month, mm-hmm. and they have like twenty channels, and most of the most of the networks chart you get like seventy cents or something right. like that a month for each subscriber, mm-hmm. and ESPN gets like seven or eight dollars. Yeah, so I think that's how they did. It. They just said, you know what, we'll pay whatever. Get us, give us what you want. Yeah, you're the only reason people aren't joining them. That's know. it. Live sports. That's the only thing you need live. Yep. Everything else, all the television shows, Walking Dead. <clears throat> yeah, right. You don't need to see them live. Man, and Netflix, I mean, going full circle, you know, man, this is great in the episode, right? Our episode right here, going mm-hmm. full circle. Netflix is producing all this original content. Yep. Pee-wee, yep. right? You got mm-hmm. your Pee-wee. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. You got... Uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. That one with John Goodman, I think that's an Amazon one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful time. It is a great time, man. The internet's awesome. The internet is awesome. Okay. All right, Glenn. Well, um, we're getting long in the tooth. Speaking of long in the tooth, we're getting long in the tooth. We better wrap this episode up. Man, many thanks to Lagunitas. Lagunitas. And a little something-something ale. And I deeply apologize for my regrettable... I'm so sorry that I mispronounced your name in that previous episode. Uh, I regret that it, it caused you any difficulties or um we know mark sure if you felt disrespected by my inability to pronounce your beer i I apologize i'm sure the markets fluctuated because of that right their barrels of beer straight down like oil (laughs) sell sell yeah exactly yeah um anyway glenn all right glenn well this is episode 48 we're 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 inching closer to 50 we're getting there man i feel like there's i feel like there's got to be a I feel like episode 50 has got to be like a spectacular. Ooh. Episode 50 spectacular. Like, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that entails. I don't know what that means. 
<clears throat> Let's see. That'll be uh, March Madness. That'll be March Madness. Yeah. So maybe we just do it live, Brian. From two maybe live. we just. From- <laughs> here's what it'll be: us, Brian, and I watching basketball from Jesus. and occasionally we'll be like, uh, um. Yeah, <laughs> there's a team. Wi- <gasps> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he shoots his goals. I don't know. It's, it is. It does coincide with March Madness, an mm. important time of the year. So we could make something happen there. I'm not sure. Well, we'll we'll what the room of madness? Yeah, we'll have to think about that, Glenn. Um, speaking of marinate. Speaking of madness, um, let's uh, end up the episode. Episode 48. Uh, this is episode 48. We're looking forward to episode 49, Glenn. We are. <sighs> I'm Glenn Sansbury. I am Brian McKinney. I, I reversed it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we will see you guys for episode 49. Good night. Good night. <laughs>